So please, Avengers, don't sue us. We don't have money. <laughs> that stoners will be stoned. And then the car just floors it, and it's just... It gets, like, the hell out of there real fast. It crosses like a medium. Remember how I explained there's a difference between... Oh, haunted house scream, and a... I am about to die scream. Well... I believe that this is more of a I'm about to die scream. Michael kicks the door, the driver's side door open, hits the gun, she flips it around and blows her own brains out. I'm like, are you kidding me? No problem, Ryan Reynolds. Anything for you. Empowering herself with the power of penis, Yes, yes, it's very weird. If you are in a haunted house that has the walls covered with oil, that should be a red sign. This is a haunted house, not a goddamn O'Reilly's Auto Parts. This can only be one of two things. It's either a video game world, kind of like GTA, or it's Detroit. Yeah, when you turn on the serial killer that you were interviewing for your news reporting TV show, yeah, you're kind of fucked. Hail me, man. Hail Hitler. What? You can hail me better than that. Hail Hitler. No, just throw it away. Don't even think about it. Hail Hitler. No, you're overthinking it. Hail Hitler. Hail Hitler. Who's Hitler? Do you even speak German? Hail Hitler. That's not a hail. This is a hail. Hail. Hail Hitler. Hail Hitler. Hail Hitler. Hail Hitler. Hail Hitler. Hail Hitler. Ooh, that's it. You got it. Hail Hitler. Have a great day. Hail Hitler. You're gonna be the best. Hail Hitler. You can do it. Hail Hitler. Hail Hitler. Hail Hitler. Okay, this could be interesting. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome back to yet another episode of Tyler's Thursday Takes, where today we are going with something a little bit different. As you can tell <laughs> from that first clip, uh, today we are going to be reviewing the 2019 movie Jojo Rabbit. This movie was recommended to me by my girlfriend, and oh man, is it, it it's quite the ride. So this movie, as I said, came out in 2019. It was directed by Taika Waititi, which, if you remember, he was also in the movie Free Guy as the main bad guy. And I under I I knew I recognized him from somewhere. So he directed it, and he was one of the writers of it. He did the screenplay for it, and he plays Hitler. <laughs> So he is all, he has his fingerprints all over this movie. This movie has quite the significant cast. They have all done just an amazing job, by the way. Just to go ahead and put that out there. We have Roman Griffin Davis as Jojo. Thomasine McKenzie as Elsa. Scarlett Johansson as Rosie. Taikai Watai as Adolf. Sam Rockwell as Oh, you gotta be shitting me. Captain Klesendorf. <laughs> Rebel Wilson as Fraulein Ram. Uh, even Alfie Allen as Frankel. Stephen Marchant as Dirt. And Archie Gates as Yorkie. From then on, it's just kind of a lot of side people. But Alfie Allen, Game of Thrones, John Wick. I mean, there's some big names in this. But enough of that, why don't we just go ahead and get right on into this review. So, as you can tell, the movie starts off with this young boy. His name is Jojo. 
He is living right in the middle of World War II in Germany and how they're beginning to take over and he is becoming part of the the Nazi youth and he's it even starts off with him going to this camp so he can learn how to be a better Nazi and part of being a Nazi is you have to be able to kill on sight and you can kind of see how sick and demented turning children into soldiers can be right off the bat <laughs> Ken. Ken. like your father. He, he's not a coward. He's fighting in Italy. Really? But no one has heard from him in two years. He is a deserting coward. He's scared. And so are you. You're as scared as a little rabbit. <laughs> scared little rabbit. Maybe we should snap your neck too. Jojo, the rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> Jojo Rabbit! Jojo Rabbit! Jojo Rabbit! Jojo Rabbit! Hey, that's the name of the movie. Also, that's death count number one. I didn't put the rabbit in my notes, I don't know why. But there's death count number one. So, already off the bat, you can see they're trying to train these young kids to be soldiers and basically telling them how to kill a rabbit and everything and become unfeeling so they could become a Nazi soldier. And they go on this whole montage of being trained and the whole camp is being run by Captain Klesendorf, who they call Captain K, just making my life easier, Rebel Wilson, and, uh, I mean, Fraulein Rahm, and Alif, uh, Alfie Allen <laughs> as Finkel, who's like Captain K's right-hand man. Secretly gay. But it's it's very lighthearted throughout all of it, and it almost makes it look like, you know, if a kid goes to summer camp, only Nazi summer camp. And because of being embarrassed in front of everybody, little Jojo runs out into the forest, where his imaginary friend Adolf Hitler comes up to tell him, you need to go in there and prove you're the best rabbit. And so he runs in, and he grabs his grenade and chucks it as far as he can, but there's just one minor problem with that. Shit. Shit! Don't do that. So yes, Jojo blows himself up with a grenade, and that's the end of the movie. Thank you all for coming in. I'd like to give a shot. <laughs> yeah, but he throws this grenade, bounces off a tree, and it comes right back to him. He has to go to the hospital, and they end up saving him, but... When he comes out, his face is kind of scarred up, and he, his leg doesn't really work all the way right. And so his dreams of becoming a Nazi soldier are pretty much thwarted now. And so now because of this, he goes and they give him a job 
as basically a carrier boy to put up posters and everything. And his, basically, boss is Captain K because he's been demoted for letting one of the kids nearly blow themselves up. And because of this, he starts putting up posters and he's still doing his Nazi duties, but you can tell he's not happy about it. And he actually, at one point, walks into town center and he sees five people just strung up hung yuck look What do they do? What they could. Come on. So yeah, any lighthearted nature that was in this movie to begin with is immediately brought back to reality by seeing these five dead people just hung right in the middle of town square. And of course, that does bring the death count up to six. But yeah, it really just shocks you right back into it that this is a movie that's based in Germany during World War II. It's not all sunshines and rainbows. This is still a time of mass tragedy that's going on. It's It may be funny and lighthearted to begin with, but it just shocks you right back into it. And so after little Jojo finishes up one of his days of putting up propaganda posters for the Führer, he comes home, and and as he is there, he hears some knocking around upstairs, and he's obviously confused, thinking maybe it's his mother, and he goes upstairs, and nobody's there, and he goes into his sister's room, who you, you learn died, and that's why it's empty, but he notices scrapes on the bottom of the floor right next to the wall. And being the good little Nazi boy that he is, <laughs> knows that something must be up. Hi. Well, by golly, he's got himself his own little Anne Frank. That's right, there is a girl in his walls, and not only that, it's a Jewish girl. So, him being the little Nazi soldier that he is, this instantly becomes a problem. But, she ends up basically overpowering him and chasing him down, and telling him if he tells his mom, she'll cut his head off, and if he rats her out, they'll all die because they're harboring a Jew. So he is in quite the catch-22. And so now by this point, he kind of begins to put the pieces together, and he understands that his mom is actually harboring her. And we find out that it's because she was a friend of the mom's daughter, so she feels like this is the least she can do to help her, and the mom is, of course, sympathetic to people who are affected by the war effort. She thinks the war is stupid. And she thinks that, 
you know, the whole Nazi thing is ridiculous, and she doesn't tear into her son, but she kind of always playfully jokes with him, like, oh, well, the Nazis are stupid, and anyone who wants to be a Nazi is not the smartest of people, and but is never hard on him because she's a single mom and she's trying to provide the best that she can for her son. And this is probably the best way that, that she can do to do that. And so a long period goes along where, like I said, he figures out what's going on and he begins to kind of not so much hint, but try to make things more difficult for his mom by eating extra food so that there's none for the Jewish girl and and with all this going on he also decides he's gonna write a book about Jews because he talked to Captain K and he said oh if somebody had a book about the Jews they'd make a ton of money since it's so difficult to to find out who the Jews are and so because of that he begins to talk to this girl more and learn more about her and he ends up finding out that she had a fiance named Nathan, who he went off into the war, and that's why she isn't with him. And so, good little Jojo decides to find a letter from said Nathan, and he reads it to her, basically saying, <laughs> Dear Elsa, I know that you have probably gotten very fat and I wish to break up with you and I want nothing to do with you anymore. And of course, this upsets Elsa because he's reading a letter that's supposedly about the man that she loves and she runs into her wall and clearly upsets her. And this, you can tell it makes Jojo feel bad and so he has the grand idea on how to fix things. Um... Don't open the door, but I actually forgot there was a second letter. <clears throat> Dear Elsa, I just wanted to let you know that I don't want to break up with you now. I changed my mind because I don't want you to kill yourself over me, which a couple of girls have done in the past, and it's pretty stressful. I need you to stay alive. Thank God you've been taken care of by that kid, who I must say is a remarkable young man. Beyond his years. And brave too. And let's still get married sometime. Even though I am truly unemployed and have nothing going on for me. Yours, Nathan. So once again, we begin to see kind of like the humanity come out in him. Like, Of course, he's a child. He's filled with humanity. He's full of you know, innocence, but it shows you that, you know, it's, he, even if she's a Jew and he's been taught that he is, you know, a Nazi soldier who has to hate the Jews, he still cares for this girl and he still cares about people because he's not just somebody who will just blindly destroy lives just because he's told to. And of course his mother tries to instill you know, good properties into him, I guess, by basically telling him, you know, what love is. And throughout the entire movie, she's always telling him that he needs to tie his shoes because she keeps tying his shoes for him. And she, you know, basically tells him what love is. I do. You're stupid. 
Love is the strongest thing in the world. I think you'll find that metal is the strongest thing in the world, followed closely by dynamite and then muscles. Besides, I wouldn't even know it if I saw it. Surprise, surprise. The shoelaces are undone again. Oh, Jojo. You'll know when it happens. You'll feel it. It's a pain. My ass, I bet. In your tummy. Like, like you're full of butterflies. Yuck. Yeah, yuck. Come on, Shitla. Let's get the move on. So, as you can tell, she's very much throughout this entire movie kept a very optimistic look on things, especially when, you know, she could be killed at any moment for even so much as speaking to a Jew without immediately reporting her to the to the Gestapo. And so, because of that, there's almost a sense of, like, perpetually on edge that something bad could happen at any moment. But instead of something bad happening, everything just for the most part continues to go on normally. Jojo begins to talk to this girl more and still see more and more of the humanity that's in her and how just because she's a Jew doesn't make her evil. <laughs> but what is evil is this next fucking joke that was in this movie. <laughs> Finkel, I meant we'd need dogs for when the city is attacked, not actual German shepherds. Get them out of here. Get them out of here! Now! 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 Move along, please. I'm sorry for yelling at you. That's so stupid. No, no, silly name for a dog. I should have been more clear. You're doing a great job. Thank you. So yes, if you couldn't figure out what the joke was there, he said he needed German shepherds to help protect the city whenever they are invaded by the Americans. But instead of bringing the dogs, he brought actual old German shepherds with their old lederhosen and their sticks and their old beards and everything. And they're not going to do such a great job in protecting the city. They're old and frail and they do not know how to fire guns. So it is not exactly the best idea to have that many old people in town. But instead... At the end, you hear them kind of quiet down and apologize for shouting, and they share this very sauce glance with each other. So, like I said, very much beginning to show more and more of the fact that they're secretly gay. <laughs> but after he goes into back into because this is because JoJo is reporting back to his main office where he is talking to Captain K again basically asking well if somebody knew stuff about a Jew and basically talking about a book that he's been making about Jewish people and he kind of seems a bit suspicious and he's like how where are you getting all this information about Jews and he's like oh and just you know heard it and everything and he's like, you can tell Captain K kind of realizes that something's amiss, but he seems to let it go for the most part and doesn't ask too many questions. The only problem with that is now when Jojo goes back home, he begins to talk to Elsa and 
he realizes that, like, he lets her shower and everything. Well, not shower, but bathe and clean herself up. And he gets the butterflies in his stomach. And obviously, he loves her. And don't know if it's necessarily a brother sister, but he loves her. Like, he feels a great affection for her, even though she's Jewish. And he's been taught to hate Jewish people. But he is sitting in the room with her when there's a knock at the door. And who's there but the Gustavo. Heil Hitler. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Captain Hermann Dietz of the Falkenheim Gestapo. With me, Herr Muller, Herr Juncker, Herr Klump, and Herr Frosch. May we come in? Thank you so much. Heil Hitler. 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 So this is what would be referred to in the movie as the SYP, the shitting your pants moment, <laughs> or SYPM. Gotta add that M at the end. Because the Gustavo is there to search for Jews, which he has in his wall. But before they continue on with their search, good old Captain K shows up to help go through everything. Because, you know, that, that boy is part of his kind of squadron and he wants to be there for the inspection and so as they're all going through everything they notice that jojo doesn't have his knife on him he's wearing his uniform but they tell you always hold your knife in case you need it and they begin to go well where's your knife how come you don't have your knife do you not care about keeping your knife safe i left it it's here And who might you be? Well, who might you be? And what are you doing in my house? You live here too. I'm his sister, Inga. All right, this is now SYM or SYPM part two. She has just outed herself in front of this the Gustavo, which if they find out that she's Jewish, instantly everybody in that house is murdered. So this is a big 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 deal and so they basically begin to question her and ask why she has his knife and she's like well because he's my brother he keeps trying to go into my room touch my stuff and as they go to her room they ask her to find her papers and she manages to find her papers in the desk and she hands them to captain k and he begins to question her like when was this photo taken she's like three years ago because he's like it's an old photo and then he asks her, well, what's your date of birth? How old are you in this photo? They're three years old. I was 14. Date of birth? First of May, 1929. Correct. Thank you, Inga. Ah, uh, yes. May 1st, 1929. <clears throat> May 1st. And he clears it. He says, yep, very good, Inga. Here you go. Here are your papers. And then they find 
the Jewish book, basically saying how they have the horns, and he's like, this is a great book, the Gustavo man. He's like, this is a great book. It made my day. It's so beautiful. Thank you both for writing such a great book. And so they get all their stuff, and they leave. And afterwards, Elsa goes and hides into the wall. And then she's looking at the papers, and she's talking to Jojo. And then she realizes something. Elsa! You fooled them! May 7th. What? She was born on the 7th, not the 1st. He was helping us. And I'll be back. They'll figure out she's dead, then I'll be dead. Nobody really knows Linga died. Aha. Captain K, the god. He basically just gave them an alibi. He knew that she was lying. And he knew that she was probably Jewish because of everything that Jojo's been asking. So you kind of have to question yourself as to why he let this slide. And it kind of happens to come up with maybe the underlying tones of he seems to be a closeted homosexual. And, you know, the, <laughs> the Germans didn't like that either during the Holocaust. And maybe he also realizes that even though he's a high-ranking officer in this war and he is serving his country, he also appears to understand that some things are just wrong to the, for the most part. And so and now he goes on about his day and he's going through town, picking up bits and bobs here and there and he's noticing that everyone seems to be pretty downtrodden as opposed to it was when this first started everyone was happy everyone it was sunny you can see that the clouds are more prominent now basically giving this overwhelming theme of like almost depression and almost as if they, it seems like they're losing and due to this he's walking down just the sidewalk and he sees this butterfly and and he begins to follow this butterfly and it plays this nice little music and and you notice that he kind of he walks you notice he walk he's kind of walking into the middle of town where the people were hung earlier in the movie that hits you like a Mack truck so he walks into town where 
they were the previous hangings a few days before. And as he stands up after following this butterfly, you can see just to the right of him that there are these pair of red and white shoes, a pair that are exactly similar to his mother's shoes. And he looks up to see that it is, in fact, his mother. And just the pure feeling of sadness and throughout this entire movie, I mean, the kid survived a grenade explosion. He survived the Gustapo. It seemed like this was one of those movies where, yeah, it's it's based off of something serious, but it's been comical and lighthearted this entire time. And this just hits you like a truck. So I'm on a smaller note, the death count is up to 10 now because of the five that are there, but it just brings you right back into the fact that this is right in the middle of World War II when horrendous crimes were going on and death was prevalent, all just because of certain people's beliefs. And it, 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 this movie just does such a great job of mixing in the fact that, yes, this is a funny movie and it does have its lighthearted moments, but this was still very much a serious, serious thing that happened in our world's history. And, of course, this greatly affects Jojo. He even so much as goes back to his house, sees Elsa in his sister's bedroom, walks up to her with his knife, and kind of stabs her in the shoulder, enough to draw blood, but not enough to really hurt her. And, of course, this is just coming from a place of hurt, and he's just looking for somebody to blame this on or just provide some sort of reasoning for it. And due to this, he just kind of ends up crying and they proceed to sleep it over and just try not to address it anymore and just let him deal with it on his own, kind of. And so, on top of this, he now is fending for himself and Elsa and one day it all hits the fan. The English and the Americans are officially invading, and he meets his friend. His well, he meets his friend Yorkie, who I didn't really mention him earlier, but he's his friend. He's not mentioned in this too much. He kind of shows up every once in a while, but Yorkie is a very self-aware young young kid. So much so that as he's helping, as JoJo's helping Yorkie carry this wagon of ammo, he basically just lays down everything that's going on straight to Jojo. What? You didn't hear? He's dead. He gave up and blew his brains out. No. That's impossible. Blew them out. His brains. Turns out he was hiding a lot of stuff from us. Doing some really bad things behind everyone's backs. I'm not sure it's just the right time. So yeah, just as you could hear from the end of that, he he's basically up front with them too, saying, I don't know if we chose the right side. Hitler was kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> and while all this is going on, Death Count is now 11. But 
due to the fact they have invaded this town now and have just massacred people on a global scale. Or not global, but they have basically invaded. And as they take this town, since there's no way to basically actually judge how many people died in this, we're gonna put the death count <laughs> at 70 million. <laughs> Because that's about how many people died during World War Two, So, death count for Jojo Rabbit up to 70 million. <laughs> so, good, good job Jojo. I think you're number one so far in the list. But, as he's going through town, he meets up with Rebel, Rebel Wilson's character again, Miss Fraulein Rom. And she's sending kids to go. They're like, here, take this gun and go shoot people. And she puts a Nazi jacket on Jojo saying, look, make sure you wear this jacket so they don't shoot you. Because I guess the Nazis are just out there just shooting. And so he's walking through all this war-torn, just stuff's blowing up. And everything's just going straight down, straight down the garbage hole. And he basically hides in this blown-out building. Until all the war or all the fighting stops, and then he comes out and he's walking around until this American soldier finds him and throws him in with, as you can tell, is a lot of other Nazi soldiers. And at this point, he's finally reunited with Captain K. But Captain K kind of understands the situation that's going on, and goddamn, is this man a hero? I'm sorry about Rosie, she was a good person. An actual good person. Okay. Hey, it's okay, kid. I've been meaning to tell you. I think your book is really great. Yeah, I'm sorry for laughing at it. Very creative. Come here, let's take a look at you. You look good. You're okay, kid. Now go home, look after that sister of yours. Okay? Get away. Get away, Chu. Hey! Get away! What's going on? The Chu! Shut up. You know this Nazi? No, I don't know this dirty Chu. No, no. Get away, Chu. Shut your mouth, Nazi. Get out of here! Go home! Go home! Get out of here! Go home! Sorry for such the long clip, but again, this is just this is just another brilliant example of just because there's a bad situation doesn't mean that there are bad people. Like this man, like I said earlier, he's a Nazi. He's a Nazi general. He was high ranking, but in the end, he very much seems to understand that war it doesn't matter what side you're on. There's always right and wrong. There's a good and there's not a reason to just end lives over the dumbest things. Especially this young kid who has no ill will towards anybody in his heart. And he just... 
God, he. I know the kid probably doesn't understand it at first, but he saves him by throwing off his Nazi jacket and calling him a Jew and basically making sure that he doesn't get put to death with the rest of them because, as you heard in the end of that, they immediately pull a firing squad on all the Nazis that are there. And good, that's just Captain Captain Klenzendorf, you are a national treasure. And he ends up saving Jojo. And Jojo finds his his friend, his friend Yorkie, and basically tells him that everything's going to be okay. And Yorkie's like, yeah, I realized everybody who was a Nazi was dying. So I, I kind of decided to not do that anymore. And so I think I'm going to go see my mom. I really need cuddles. And because of this now, Jojo goes to see Elsa. And at first he tells her that the Germans won the war because he's he has no one now. The last person that he has besides Yorkie, well, not even that. The only person that he loves that he feels like has any connection with is now Elsa. And if he tells her the Americans won... Why why wouldn't she just leave him? And so he deceives her at first, telling her that the Germans won, but basically tells her that he writes another fake letter from Nathan and basically tells her that they're going to help her escape. And, and basically, they begin their escape plan. So they go outside after he ties her shoes because one of her shoes are untied and she notices that there's American flags around and so initially she slaps him because she's mad that he lied to her but then they are like well what do we do now and so they dance because his mother was always like whenever this war is over the first thing I'm gonna do is dance because it's Dancing is the symbol of being free and not being controlled by anybody. And so it was just this nice little moment to end it off. It was awkward dancing, but it was kind of a symbolism to to really just show that even though they made it through this war and these terrible things, that it's not going to be the definition of who they are. And they are ultimately now free. And that's that's now the end of the movie. It's about a hour and fifty minutes long. Yeah, an hour and forty eight minutes long. It's PG thirteen, even though it handles some rather serious subject matters. But it's a really good movie and let's just get right on into this review.
So for the plot, I went ahead and gave it the full three. I had been alluding to this throughout the entire review so far. It shows basically all the small, minute details of war, of the people in war. Like, this kid, all he's known, because everybody that's higher up than him tells him that being a Nazi is what you're supposed to be. And even though he believes this is what it is that you're supposed to do, he's still a human being. <laughs> there's still, even the other people in this war, yeah, there's other Nazis and stuff in there that are just, they just want to kill things and that's, they're fine with it. But like Captain K, his mom, Yorkie, these are all people that even though it's war and this is what they're told they need to do, they understand that people are human still. <laughs> and it's just a a beautiful plot of how this kid is taught to believe one thing, but just because you may be told to do something and you're grown up that way doesn't mean that it's right. So I give it an absolute three on the plot for the acting threes again across the board everyone from little jojo who was played by roman griffin davis all the way to hitler and i'm sorry i don't know how to say your name but to take watiti everybody across the board just absolutely nails it they have humor where there needs to be humor they have seriousness where there needs to be serious moments and it's just everyone does an absolutely fantastic job the entire time yeah it's goofy and it's a bit out of place in some moments but that's that's the beauty of having a movie like this is that you can make it less serious it doesn't have to be doom and gloom and you can still get your message across and the acting just really nailed that home from everyone in this movie just absolutely nailing it so it gets a three from me the cinematography it's it's another three for me, mainly just because this movie is just so well shot. All the camera shots are amazing. Even when the mother died, it you never saw her face. You didn't have to see the just absolute dread and horror of his mother being dead. You can just see her shoes and her untied shoe just being suspended above the ground. And how they get away with all these shots and the slow cinematography that they had in the war scenes. And even in the very beginning when Jojo was at his Nazi camp, it was just just how they made everything feel so, so right for the moment. And it was just so beautifully shot. And it's really, really stuck out as just great cinematography and... It all just looked absolutely amazing. And so for my bonus point, I didn't play this earlier, but I was saving it specifically for this. My whole entire bonus point, which brings this movie all the way up to a 10, goes to this segment right here. You want to me? Come on, for old time's sake. Hail me, little man. No. Hail me. Come no. On, little high, just a little Please. Fuck off Hitler. <laughs> ah, the good fuck off Hitler and then kicks him through a window. Just 
I was saying the final goodbye to any ideals that he had of this nationality to Germany, even though this is what was told to him by everybody else that this was the right way. Just him abandoning all that and basically a growing moment and saying, fuck off Hitler and kicking imaginary Hitler through a window. It it just gets that bonus point from me, not only just because of how absolutely funny it is to see Hitler kick through a window, but also the symbolism behind it of him growing out of this false ideal that he had in blind nationalism to a way of life that was incorrect to begin with. And it just really ties it all together. So for those of you keeping track at home, that's three for the plot, three for acting, three for the cinematography, and the full bonus point making this a 10 out of 10 for me. This is just an absolutely fantastic movie in my opinion. I am so glad that my girlfriend, future wife, recommended this to me. It is absolutely a phenomenal movie. If you have not seen it, I highly recommend you watch it. It may carry a little bit slow at some points, but that's just the way it is sometimes in movies like this. But, I mean, every every part of this has just been absolutely from the comedy to the seriousness to the acting, how it tackles real world issues and how it wasn't afraid to bring up such a dark moment in our world's history and basically poke fun at it poke fun at it but still have it be grounded in such serious concepts and at the same time show that just because you grew up a certain way or people tell you a certain thing doesn't mean you have to listen to it and it's just truly the humanity in all of us of people may be different people may have different beliefs than you but under the surface we're all humans and that's what truly matters and so like I said it was just an absolutely fantastic movie if you have the time to watch this watch it i'm probably gonna watch it multiple times just because everybody in this movie knocks it out of the park i there wasn't a dull moment where i didn't enjoy this movie if there's one movie i recommend you have to watch it's this one i even went ahead bought it on amazon the best thing i can suggest you do go do the same show them that that you can support actually good movies and it's just it's such a beautiful movie just an hour and fit two hours take two hours out of your life watch it you won't be disappointed i guarantee you but that is all for today's review i know this one carried on a little long again but hey it's out on a thursday so let's go and once again Thank you to every single one of you who stopped by to listen. I greatly appreciate it. Even though I know I know there's only a few of you <laughs> and a lot of them know me personally, but it either way, if anybody enjoys this, I highly hope that you do and I will keep trying to make them for you. I will try to put more effort into this and I'll try to make sure that for each and every one of you who is here listening to it, you get your money's worth along with a special shout-out to Anchor for sponsoring this podcast. I don't know how Anchor is still sponsoring us, even though our views have and listens have drastically decreased. But 
Thank you, Anchor. <laughs> but on top of that, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for sticking by and listening. And hopefully you enjoyed this week's episode. And remember, if you ever find yourself in the middle of a great world war, just always remember to think with a little bit of humanity and tell Hitler to fuck off. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week. Hail me, for old time's sake. Hail me, little man. No. Hail me. Come no. On, little hail. Just a little hail. Please. Fuck off, Hitler. <laughs> <laughs>